Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mindful of You podcast. My name is Mallory Gleason, and I am your host. I teach young women how to gain confidence in themselves and lessen their anxiety. I give you techniques that train your brain to see yourself as God sees you and to let go of perfectionism and embrace the peace and calm of embracing who you are. You ready? Let's do it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Mindful of You podcast, episode 16, Suicide Prevention and Myths. So this episode is important. It's also a little bit off topic from things that I usually talk about, but I recently lost a loved one from what we think was suicide. I guess some of the details are not completely clear, but I recently lost someone and this episode is kind of my way of thinking about him and really making sure that there's a little bit more suicide awareness. Um, Whether he did take his own life or not, this is still such an important topic and I thought what better time to talk about it than now. So I am going to first talk to you guys a little bit about some experience that I've had with suicidal thoughts and ideation, and then I'm going to talk about prevention in yourself, prevention in others, and then cover some myths about suicide. So my experience with suicidal thoughts and ideation is that it's scary. I have experienced suicidal thoughts, and it's I, I get why, I mean, this is starting to move into one of the myths, but I get why people are embarrassed and ashamed to talk about it because you look around at your life and you think, my life is perfect. Like, what gives me the right to want to end it? What gives me the right to, to be depressed, to be anxious when I have such a good life? And I want to just kind of talk about that myth right now to to tell you everyone's the same. I realize that some people go through things that seem bigger, and I totally understand that, and maybe it's even true, but we all have brains, which means we all have thoughts, and thoughts are what create our emotions. So you can't see from somebody's outside circumstances if they have a good life or not, Because you don't know what's going on in their brain, which means you have no idea what they're going through. Uh, This is part of why I do the work that I do because I know so much of our lives just takes place right inside our heads. And if that's not a happy place to be, it's really hard to keep going. When I first started to notice my suicidal thoughts, it was when I was a missionary. And that was kind of like the final, like, okay, sister, we need to send you home. And I'd like to think, like, my case isn't, wasn't as extreme as some, um, where I wasn't really forming a plan and I didn't really have anything like that going on, but it was bad enough that I was in pain. I was suffering. And um, it's come, it comes and goes. Um, in my current life, I, um, I 
had an experience where it had been pretty bad for a couple of days and I could tell it was becoming like a fairly heavy burden on my husband and I could see the worry in his face and so I decided that it wasn't really fair that he was having to shoulder this information alone and so I reached out in an email of all things to my family and I just said I'm fine but I'm not <laughs> I they they all knew I struggled with like my mental health with depression and anxiety but I had never said out loud I am having thoughts of taking my own life I don't want to be alive anymore those were things that I hadn't said out loud that I hadn't said to anyone except for my husband and so I sent an email and I said, I just, I need a little bit more support. I don't want to worry anyone, but I need pe more people to reach out to besides my husband. And I just need some help. And my family responded with so much love, so much understanding with their own experiences. And that was so comforting to me. Uh, something that um, kind of hurts me to think about, though, is that not everyone has eight loving people that they can send an email to when they're struggling. And I think that's one of the hardest things when it comes to suicide prevention is that oftentimes the people that we do lose don't have the kind of support system they needed. And that's nobody's fault. It's not their family's fault. It's not their friend's fault. It's maybe their personality type caused them to be a little bit more of a recluse um, or maybe their family was toxic. Maybe their friends weren't good for them. But I have found that a good support system doesn't save everyone, but it definitely helps. Um, and with that, I want to talk about suicide prevention in yourself. I'm going to talk about prevention in others as well, but prevention in yourself is the one I really want you to listen to even if you've never struggled with depression, never struggled with extreme anxiety, never had a suicidal thought in your life. I want you to listen this if and when it does come. My number one tip is to see your doctor frequently. Find a doctor who knows about mental health, who cares about it, and be honest in checkups and evaluation in regards to depression. If you're not feeling good consistently, um, whether it's just emotionally, it's time to see a doctor. Um, my second tip I want to give is to be honest about suicidal thoughts. Um, oftentimes it can be scary to tell someone, hey, I'm thinking scary things. I am thinking about um, taking my own life and I'm scared I might do it and it's really scary but sometimes just saying it out loud makes it more real and sometimes it can make you see that you don't want to do that or even if it doesn't do that someone else knows and someone else knows to be looking out for you. Now some of the lies our brain tells us in those situations are they don't care, don't be a burden, um, or you'll be fine. You'll figure it out on your own. 
And I'm not saying you can't figure it out on your own, but you should never not confide in someone because you're scared of being a burden. And I'll just kind of throw in the suicide myths throughout because they keep coming up. One of the myths around suicide is that those that commit suicide are selfish. And I'd like to think that most people have come to an understanding that that's not true. Um, But I want to talk a little bit about how they think they are being very selfless. I... In my experience with suicidal thoughts, my brain is telling me you are a burden on your family, on your friends. You aren't contributing. You're only bringing the world down. Your presence doesn't matter. Um, You've gone too far. God doesn't care about you. You're too far gone. There's no way your life could get better from here. And When your brain is telling you that you're not of worth to anyone in the world, you think that you're doing people a favor by taking yourself out of the world. And while pretty much any good person, and I would like to think pretty much anyone, would tell you that's not true, and you would probably tell somebody else that that's not true, but our brains can be very convincing. Now. This is why it's very important to be honest. And that doesn't mean that you have to take up every moment of somebody else's day, if that's what you're afraid of. But having somebody know when you're in a particularly vulnerable place to check up on you, to make sure you're okay, to care about you is so important. And um, that goes into one of my other tips for prevention in yourself, which is to confide in somebody you trust. Now, for not for me, that's my family, but that's not true for everyone. For you, it might be a close friend, or maybe you don't have many friends and it might be a therapist. Maybe you can't afford therapy and you have to take a leap of trust and call someone on the national suicide hotline. Maybe You seek someone in a different way, but for the majority of people, it's going to be a friend or a family member. And don't be afraid to confide fully in them. And I know there can be fear about how they'll react, and maybe they won't react perfectly. I know oftentimes with like my parents and stuff, I would think like, well, that's not what I would have said to me, but they were doing their best. And just having somebody know, having somebody care is so important. My very last tip for prevention in yourself is to remove yourself from toxic relationships and toxic situations. Um, People throw around the word toxic a lot, um, but to me it kind of equates to abuse, emotional or physical abuse. Um, If you are in a relationship with someone who is telling you you are worthless and adding to the things that your brain is already saying to you, you are not going to be in a good place mentally. Because this person that you supposedly care about and you think cares about you is only telling your brain that it's right. And that is not a relationship that is healthy to stay in, in regards to your mental health, in regards to life in general. But I would implore you um, to take a look about at how people talk to you. And if you feel like they make you feel 
good. I mean, no one can technically make you feel anything, but they can definitely help. So those are my tips for prevention in yourself. And I'll take kind of like this midway point just to say I'm not a therapist. I'm not a trained professional. And so a lot of these tips are literally just from my own life. And if one of them sounds like, oh, that's an awful idea, I don't think any of them do. I tried to keep it pretty on the nose. Um, but if any of them do, know that I'm not a professional. So you don't have to listen to me. You don't have to listen to professionals either. But I mean, I'm just giving you one more reason that you shouldn't listen to me. Um, so let's talk about prevention in others. Um, to approach another myth about suicide as we move into this, it is, I want, okay, it, I can't, I, I don't like using the word never, um, because I don't like absolutes, but I want to say it is never anyone else's fault when someone takes their own life. Now, I know that there are some bad people out there, so maybe that's partially not true. But in general, at least the people I have known, it was not their loving mom's fault that they took their own life. It was not their loving sister's fault that they took their own life. These are the kind of people I'm talking about that's not their fault. Um, having said that, there are things we can do um, and things we can look for in others to try and prevent this epidemic from spreading farther. But I... I add that caveat because I know there are people who have lost someone to suicide who carry guilt to this day and I just want to give you permission to let that go and it wasn't your fault so my first tip is to check in on others frequently I wanted to add like check in on your friends who struggle with their mental health but a lot of times you don't know that someone is struggling so this is such a general tip, but don't be afraid to just text someone randomly and ask how they're doing, to call someone, to show up on someone's doorstep. I mean, this is just general, like, ministering, but I think that it's something that really can save lives. And then if you are to find out that they are struggling, encourage them to seek help and seek care. Um, and with that, um, I actually learned this in my suicide prevention training in high school, is to ask direct questions. It can be very tempting to kind of dance around questions regarding suicide because it's uncomfortable for us. Um, but that isn't helpful in the long run. So I'm going to give you a couple of examples. So somebody tells you they're struggling, they're having a really hard time, they're struggling with depression, you can say, oh, well, are you okay? Like, are you going to be okay? And that is a very vague way to try and get them to answer if they're having thoughts of suicide. Um, sometimes people even bring up the suicide part, but they put the answer in the question, um, which isn't good either. Like, you're not considering suicide, right? There's a couple of things this does. One of the things is, is it makes them easy. It makes it easier for them to lie to you because all they have to say is like, like, right, right. Or it adds to the shame they're feeling about the suicidal thoughts. Like, oh my gosh, like they think it's crazy that I'm thinking of taking my own life. Like they would never believe me. They would never trust me. They would never help me. 
And even if none of those things are true, remember their brain is not healthy at this time. Um, so the questions that you want to ask are, are you having thoughts of taking your own life? Are you thinking of committing suicide? Do you have a plan to take your own life? I know it sounds like, whoa. <laughs> and maybe that question isn't for all the time to your neighbor on a Tuesday. But if somebody is confiding in you and telling you that they're struggling, it might be a time to bring it up and you have to be direct. Um, if you have concerns about their safety, you can confide in one of their loved ones, someone who you feel is closer to them. Um, if somebody texts you and tells you like, hey, like, goodbye, like goodbye messages or any sort of thing, immediately call the police. Um, and just overall, just being aware of those around you and how you might not be able to see all of their struggles on their face. I'm the type of person who, when I'm struggling, generally people can tell and generally I say something, but that has taken lots of practice. And so I am very good at prevention in myself. Um, that doesn't mean I don't need other people. <laughs> Definitely love other people and, and need them to an extent. But I really want to, where I want to encourage all of you to get is to the point where you're recognizing the signs within yourself. Um, but until then, I want to, well, always, I want to keep checking on others as well. So to wrap up, I, I just want to address the fact that the world is not done mental health-wise. We have taken great strides in regards to making therapy more available, um, into getting rid of the stigma, but there still is a strong stigma. And honestly, the resources that are out there for people who are really struggling aren't enough. And I, I would, I say that in the same way that like, sometimes it seems like there aren't enough doctors, like there aren't enough like healthcare workers or, or even food service workers. But it just seems to me like people who are struggling need a lot of care and that it's not there, at least not a compassionate and understanding type of care. And if you've had that experience, then that's amazing for you. Um, but along with this episode, I also just want to promote the fact that we can keep using our voice on social media within our families to talk about mental health and to talk about how we are losing people to this epidemic. I have read that... Uh, suicide is the final symptom of depression. And I think that that's very true. Um, it's hard to want to keep living when you feel terrible. And many, oftentimes these people have felt terrible for a really, really long time. And they're tired of fighting. And they're looking for some sort of release. But what... I want to tell you if you're struggling with any of these thoughts. Um, I don't know if I can say anything that would 
save anyone or help anyone. But I know what helped me was realizing that my life could change any day. That I could be feeling miserable, but that tomorrow I could be feeling happy. Or that I would soon find a job I loved. Or I would soon find a person I loved. Or that I would start to see myself in a different light. I like to imagine um, that one day I'm holding a baby in my arms. Or I am cuddling my future daughter telling her that everything's going to be okay. And that these experiences have led me to be able to hold her and comfort her. That my husband's going to come to me and need me to help him with something. And that this is, this is teaching me for those moments. And I don't know what drives you. I don't know if the desire to help other people drives everyone. But if anything, just realize your situation is far from permanent. And if you've seen parts of life that you like that seem like they could be okay, then keep going for that. Keep going. Maybe you'll be holding a child in your arms one day. Maybe you'll be working in that big office one day. And I know that it's hard to think that eventually you'll feel better, but I promise that you will. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, please share this with anyone you think might need it, who might benefit from hearing it. I have um, put the National Suicide Hotline in the bio. Never be afraid to call that number or to send it to somebody else. Um, I've called it before, and what they did was they guided me to like a walk-in therapy place, which was interesting. Um, so they have resources to help you. It's not perfect but they can help. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.